On today's episode, we'll talk about 50 million new reasons why you shouldn't flip your condo. Stay tuned. Welcome to the True Condos Podcast with Andrew LaFleur, the place to get the truth on the Toronto condo market and condo investing in Toronto. Hi there, welcome back to the show. Andrew LaFleur here as always with you. Thanks for taking the time. And if you appreciate the show, if you like what you're hearing, if you wouldn't mind leaving a review for the show or a rating for the show on iTunes, that would be much appreciated. As always, it's a great way for me to help get the word out about the show so that more people can listen to it and find out about it and hear it. Also, feel free to share this podcast, this episode with anybody who you think might also gain value from it. And if you're not already, make sure you're receiving my weekly email updates on all things condo investing in Toronto and the best new opportunities for investing your money in condos and otherwise in Toronto. Just sign up anywhere at truecondos.com with your name and email to make sure you don't miss those weekly emails from me. Okay, on today's episode, we're talking about 50 million new reasons why you shouldn't, you should not flip your condo. So there's an article I will link to in the show notes if you want to check it out in the Financial Post. Headline is, Condo Flippers Beware. The tax man is watching you and has new tools at his disposal to take action. So... Um, the, uh, the recent budget, 2019 federal budget, announced another $50 million funding boost to the CRA to, quote, address tax noncompliance in real estate transactions. So we've been talking about this for a number of years. You might have been hearing about this for a number of years. Um, it is true. It is happening. It is a reality. And that is that the CRA is certainly going after real estate investors, um, anybody who's made money in real estate, and there's a lot of you out there who have done so uh, in the last five years or so, especially. So um, they've got 50 million new dollars of funding. Uh, that means lots of people that they have hired to go out and hunt and look for anybody who has um, incorrectly or not at all reported their um their uh, profits in real estate. So um, in particular, this article is talking about flipping condos and what constitutes a flip. And again, uh, we've, I've talked about this many times on the podcast, and that's my philosophy on assignments with condos. That is, don't assign. It almost never makes sense for condo investors to assign their condos. That is to sell the condo before the building is complete on assignment and there are a number of specific reasons for that again i'll include links to the show notes for a three-part series podcast series that i did on that um, a while back which goes more into depth on in the reasons why you shouldn't flip but um it, it comes down to uh you know one of the biggest reasons is that if you're flipping your condo, if you're assigning your condo, uh, if you're selling it before the building is complete, especially, it's not considered a capital gain per the CRA. In the in years past, maybe five, ten years ago, people were assigning condos left and right. Many people were not 
reporting those profits at all to the CRA saying, you know, there, there's no way for the, them to even know that I made this money. Obviously, that was always illegal and is still illegal uh, against the law to, to not report such a gain. Um, but a lot of people were getting away with it for a long time. Um, anecdotally, that's our understanding, at least, that uh, a lot of people were doing that and, and just simply buying condos on paper, selling them by assignment a few years later. You know, wipe your hands, Bob's your uncle, and, and there you go. You've got a tax-free gain there. You don't report it to CRA, and uh, all that money just goes straight back into your pocket. Obviously, as I said, was always not allowed, was always illegal, but CRA was not really going after um, this, uh, the, these people with any um, significance until a few years ago when they really started to wake up to this reality and, and as condo condos in particular and pre-construction condo market has gotten bigger and bigger and has gotten um, a bigger and bigger and more and more important piece of our real estate market across the country, not just in Toronto and Vancouver, but condos are playing a bigger and bigger role, of course, in the real estate market across the country. CRA is not stupid. They figured this out. They see what's happening. They see where they're following the money, quite simply. And so now we have, uh, again, another $50 million on top of all the previous money that has, that has been poured into the CRA to um, go after, in particular, condo investors who are flipping their units um, and either not reporting it at all, which is, of course, a big no-no, never do that, or those who are trying to get away with reporting these flips as a capital gain and not as income. So again, if you're not familiar, the difference between them is uh, capital gain, you're saying, look, I, I bought an asset and I sold that asset at a profit, um, such as stocks. You buy a stock, you sell the stock at a profit, you report it as uh, you have done a capital gain. Therefore, with, with capital gains tax, you only pay your tax, your marginal tax rate is only applied to half, 50% of the profit that you made, the net profit you made. Versus income uh, is, of course, different. Income is 100% of the profit that you made is added to your income, and 100% is is taxed at your marginal tax rate, whatever the highest, your last dollar that you earn, that highest tax rate, you, you pay on that full 100% of the profit. So that's the biggest thing with I mean, there's many reasons, but the biggest thing is just, look, if you assign that condo, you're paying double the tax that you would pay if you don't assign it, if you just hold on to it for minimum, uh, rule of thumb, minimum one year after the building is complete, and then you sell it, you only pay half the taxes that you pay that you would pay if you assign the thing. So for a number of other reasons, but that, that's the biggest, most obvious one is, look, why why stop paying double tax um stop doing that to yourself condo investors don't assign those units um really the only case where as as i say the the, it makes sense to maybe assign is if you absolutely cannot get a mortgage you cannot close on the thing and you're at risk of defaulting and losing your whole deposit or worse if you um if you if you don't assign the thing then it might make sense for you to do it uh, or if somebody offers you some astronomical number that just is way above, you know, really what it's worth, you know, then it might make sense for you to do it, but that almost never happens. Um, 
But again, uh, if you actually do the math, very interesting, and, and I might break this down on, on some future episode or video or something. Uh, but if you actually do the math, it's, it, you know, even if you can't get a mortgage, like a regular mortgage, in many cases, it's actually, you're better off to close on that condo that you bought pre-construction to close on it with a private mortgage and to actually pay double digit interest rates for a year. So to pay massive amounts of interest for one year while you rent out that condo and then you sell it after a year, even though you're paying, you might be paying 10, 12% interest on your mortgage for that one year, you're actually better off to pay that and take that huge hit on interest on that uh, property for a year and then sell it than you are to sell your condo by an assignment. So um, think about that. Think about think about how, how bad things must be if, if, it, if it's better off to, um, to actually sell it, uh, to, to take a private mortgage and hold it for a year with that private mortgage and pay those astronomical mortgage uh, interest rate. This isn't the case if you, you can't get a traditional mortgage, but again, reality is most people can. Most people will figure out a way to do it. Very few people will be forced to get a private mortgage for uh, for any investment condo that they purchased, you know, three, four, five years ago. It's very unlikely that will happen. But even still, even if you're in that painted into that corner and you need that private mortgage, it's still better to do that. So again, this article just goes into uh, into more detail. It's yet another reason, yet another warning flag for for you, the condo investor. Um, you know what is really you know what what comes down to how does the CRA define? If you're curious, like what is the definition between if it's a capital gain thing or if if it's a flip and it's actually should be treated as income. A lot of it comes down to your intention, what you intended when you purchased the unit. And so the burden of proof is on you, the taxpayer, really to prove to the CRA that you intended to uh, you intended to live in the unit and for some reason that was not able to happen. And so you decided to f- sell it, to flip it. And only in the case where you can clearly prove your intention was to move into it, but it suddenly something changed and it was just not possible to do that, uh, maybe the CRA will rule in your favor and say, okay, we'll make that exception for you and we'll call it uh, capital gain and not income. But again, it's uh, the article goes into detail about somebody who was fighting the CRA for close to a decade uh, to to um, to get them to finally rule in their favor in that case. Um, do you really want to fight the CRA for a decade and have this hanging over your head for a decade just to uh, maybe save uh, save you know a little bit of tax dollars here? Probably not. Definitely not worth the headache and the aggravation and the stress of that having that hang over your head. So, uh, rule of thumb again is hold the property for a year after completion, rent it out for at least a year before selling it. Um, and in that case, as long as you're not doing that um, constantly and, you know, if you're, if you're selling condos every six months or every year for over and over and over again, then you're probably going to get flagged as uh, being in the real estate business as well and and, and uh, professional real estate investor. And you probably will have to start paying uh, full uh, the full 100% amount, not a capital gain, 50% amount. So, but if you're, you know, rule of thumb, uh, you know, if you're just selling a property once every few years, 
um, it's less likely that you're going to be flagged as such. Um, again, buy and hold, buy and hold, buy and hold all day long, buy and hold, don't sell, hold on to properties as long as you can. That's the best way to grow your wealth. Um, get out of this mindset of buy and flip, buy and flip, buy and flip. That is a dangerous mindset to be in. Uh, it, it's not going to make you wealthy in the long run. And the CRA is just going to get worse and worse and worse on you if that is what you're trying to do. And finally, um, just a side note here is, uh, again, the only tax-free thing that we've got left in this country really of any significance is your principal residence. So um, that is, if you're buying and selling your principal residence, you're not paying tax on that. So again, my, my advice for everybody especially if you are on the younger side of things or if you uh, do not have dependents, children, um, that is move often, keep moving up, buy a bigger and bigger principal residence, grow your wealth through that principal residence exemption. Financially speaking, it is the best way to grow your wealth and, and you're, you're never going to, tax-free is, you're never going to beat tax-free. So, um what, as long as we've got that, enjoy it, ride it out. Um, buy another piece of advice is buy the biggest principal residence that you can. Uh, spend the most money that you can uh, on a print, on your principal residence. You're better to buy um, a more expensive, bigger principal residence and enjoy that tax-free than you are to uh, buy a smaller principal residence and then also an investment property where you're going to be paying taxes on that investment property. Um so, you know, obviously for most people, this kind of advice, it doesn't really work because most people moving is a difficult thing to do. Most people have a million factors and reasons and, and family and dependents and jobs and other things that, that dictate that or just preferences. You don't, and it's just pain in the butt. You don't want to move. So uh, I understand that. I totally get that. And I'm certainly in that stage of life myself where moving often is just not, uh, not something that I'm going to entertain. Um, but if you are in a stage of life where moving is relatively easy for you to do, and if you understand what I'm saying, then you will understand that the financially speaking, the best thing to do is to grow your wealth through that tax-free asset known as your principal residence, um, and that's the best way to grow your wealth in the long run. Even though I sell investment real estate, and obviously I, I make zero dollars by telling you to you know, buy your principal residence and, and not... Uh, not by investment real estate, financially speaking, that is the, uh, that's the best way to do it um, because it's tax-free again. Okay, there you have it. I hope you enjoyed this episode and hope you got something useful from it. Until next time, happy investing and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to the True Condos Podcast. Remember, your positive reviews make a big difference to the show. To learn more about condo investing, become a True Condos subscriber by visiting truecondos.com. Thank you.